Hey guys, welcome to the Potchmer Podcast. This is the number one podcast in Midtown Tulsa, run by a construction company. Mm. It's Tyler Dietrich. Mm. I'm here once again with Nick Burns. You know, I'm thankful. This is a thankful podcast. I'm thankful for you. Mm. How are you doing, man? Thank you for that. I'm uh, I'm thankful for you. I'm yeah. doing well. I'm excited to be here. It's 8, 10 a.m. and we're filming a podcast. I've got almost a full cup of black coffee in me. Man, it's like it's like motor oil. Let's you know? go. Getting greased up. And I'm starting to feel the buzz, man. It's, you know, we've been focused a lot the last two, three weeks on chasing deals, chasing stuff for next year. Mm-hmm. When is a lion hunt best? Uh, when he's hungry. When he's hungry. I'm hungry. We are hungry. I'm hungry. I, I just ate, so I'm not actually hungry, but I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for more work. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for next year. I'm excited for the prospects. And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to see kind of what comes through here yeah absolutely i'm excited about 23 it's going to be it's going to be a stellar year um i don't know what it has to offer i don't know what it has to offer lots of changes we're going to go eat lots of changes for nick and i'm excited one day to talk about those things Mm, but yes nick's going through some changes internally and i'm excited about that also absolutely yeah we will have to talk about that at some point what are we talking about here today um well today's wednesday tomorrow's thanksgiving i thought you know We should talk about some things that we are thankful Mm. for. I love it. And we work with a ton of people in our industry. We collaborate a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, We we rely on a lot of other people. And I thought, you know, we should talk about that because we we are thankful for that. Absolutely. And so we're talking on a professional level. What are we thankful for? Mm Because obviously there's other stuff. Sure. I'm thankful for a warm bed. I'm thankful for a house. Of course. But we're those are going to be unspoken and we're going to hit the professional things that we're thankful for. Yeah. And kind of, I made this list and we kind of started off with professional relationships. Yeah. You know, we're working with so many um, different types of um, professionals. So that's engineers, architects, brokers, surveyors. I mean, there's, there's so many different property managers. Correct. And, you know, I think it's, it's very easy when there's a lot of smart people in the room mm-hmm. for people to start butting heads and wanting to be, let's say, right yep. or the one that's in charge. But whenever we all need to remember, and it's been, you know, collaborate, we have to collaborate. Yep. We, and what does that mean? No, that means that we all have the same goal, right? Yep. We all have the same goal of delivering a great project to an, to a client. But I think we can forget that sometimes we can, we can kind of let our ego get in the way mm. and say, yep. you know what? I want to be right rather than what's for the best of the project. And thankfully this past year, we've had a lot of great collaborations with yep. architects, engineers, and we've also seen somewhere that's not so great. And yep. it's like, it kind of leaves you feeling not so awesome. And, um, you know, you always try to change those. You try to, you try to seek the relationships that are going to be, you know, fruitful yep. for everybody. Yeah, no, you uh, you hit the nail on the head there for sure. Um, I know, you know, architects are probably uh, the main people that we work with on a regular basis on like every project, right? Um, and, you know, I think it is easy to kind of lose sight of the goal that we have to serve the client. If we are not serving the client, we're not doing our jobs as optimally as possible. And I am, I'm thankful for uh, a lot of the, the relationships that we've had that we've continued to nurture and new relationships that have been built um, in this past year where we where we are collaborating and working together to serve the client. Yeah, you know, uh, um, one last thing on this, then we'll move on. But, you know, construction is a series of problems, right? Yeah. From the jump, from the very beginning, it's a series of problems that need to be solved. So 
it's very easy to um, get caught up on any one of those insignificant problems that really doesn't matter for the outcome. We just need to solve it, right? Yeah. So it's so important that there's mature mature people in the room that people are able to, and, and really, we focus on ourselves because we can't control what other people do. Yeah. So what we focus on is making sure we're making mature decisions that we're um, humbling ourselves and we're, we're willing to say, hey, we're wrong. We're mm-hmm. wrong about something. So, um, yeah. you know, just those relationships are so important and we love the ones that... Um, we, we collaborate great with, and yep. I'm excited to, to build more of those. For sure. Well, something else that is extremely important, you know, and I don't know if the, that these are in any specific order here. These are just kind of the, the, the order that we wrote them down in. But, man, talk about something else that is so important, subcontractors. Yeah, subcontractors, you know, they'll, they'll lose you a lot of money or they will make you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen it both ways this year in a lot of different times, in a lot of different crazy ways. You know, we have kind of a set of subs that we like to use, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that's just not possible, whether that's in a different town or whether that's for a project that doesn't make sense for that sub or if just the price doesn't allow them to be used. But, um, you know, it it's so important that you have the right people who are going to treat you right, who you know have, you know, so what's so important is, that the estimate that they've given that it includes everything that's in the project, right? Yep. Because if it if it's not like if they're not getting paid what they should be getting paid, yeah, they're not going to give you then they, their then best. They don't, they, yeah, absolutely. Like towards the end of the project, they're going to be trying to work on something else because they've run out of money on the project. Yeah. They don't they don't have any more to uh, to continue. So yeah. it's it's so important. And so we spend a lot of time focusing on that early on, making sure that all the subs have everything they need, mm-hmm. making sure that they have everything in their scope making sure that they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing because we know if there's confusion early, there's definitely going to be confusion yep. late. Yep. That was, that was the piece that I was going to add was, you know, we talked about professional relationships with architects and, and the others. It's about collaboration and working together, making sure that we're all on the same page. And man, that's huge with subcontractors. Um, if we're not, if we're not doing our due diligence on the front end, man, it creates all these unnecessary problems later on down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we've got a couple that we just, we just absolutely love. And, you know, um, you know, we're not, we're not going to name a ton of those, but we've got a glass company. That's just, they're just killer on and top of it I, every time. And I would love to get rusty on sometime just to, I don't know, just pick his brain on what he focuses on and how he leads his team. Cause yeah. every time, like we have not had any issues. They're always, uh, the price is always really good. Um, and that company is Rogers class out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm. And man, they, you know, they travel a little bit, but you know, what's, what's cool about them is they don't even bid to everybody. Like they have a certain set of, um, general contractors and they specifically only bid to those, um, because they want to do business with people they like same with us. Yeah. And I love that. Absolutely. Well, another piece here, um, that I think is obviously, uh, super important. All of these are super important. Um, and I'm going to let you really take, take the, uh, the lead on this sucker, but man, it's employees, right? Yeah. As a, as a business owner, uh, if you were only yourself, you're limited by what you can do yourself. Mm. Uh, but you've built a team around you that believes in you, uh, that believes in what your vision is. Uh, so speak a little bit to your thankfulness, uh, for, for the employees that you've, you've hired. Yeah. On. You know, um, you're, as a business owner or a leader, you're really, um, the ability to grow is based off of how good you can delegate and, and putting the right people in the right situations and how you do that. And it's just, it's so important to find the right people for the right job. Like you may have someone who's a great employee. They're an awesome guy. 
it's just not the right fit. Right. Mm -hmm. And that happens sometimes. Um, but getting that right person in the right, um, position, doing the right thing, specializing in the right, uh, area. It's just, it's so powerful and it's awesome to see them thrive. And man, it's just, it's, it's humbling to know that, you know, they're putting trust in the vision that I have for the company. And like that, that's a huge thing that they're, they're saying, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to um, trust my livelihood and my family's livelihood on the vision that you have. And that's just, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm super thankful for the people we have super thankful for the, you know, the, all the employees. I mean, we have right now 11 full-time employees and I want every single one of them to work for us for forever. I like, and I know that's not possible, but like right now I feel great about our team yeah. and I'm excited about what's coming up. Well, I think I can speak for all of us and say that we are thankful for you as well, Tyler, your leadership. Um, you've done, you've done, uh, an incredible job of leading the team, you know, through thick and thin, right? We've had some good times. We've had some tight times and, uh, we're thankful for your leadership. Thank you. Um, move on. You're making me feel weird. <laughs> next piece here is leadership development. You know, I think that this is something that is, uh, is very important for you as the business owner, right? Us as employees in, in leading what we are doing, right? And taking ownership in what we are doing. Um, you know, leadership development is huge. And, you know, we, we have people, I like to look at the ups, outs and downs, right? We've got people up, right? That are pouring into us people that are out that we're kind of running our same race with and people that are below us are like the downs that we pour into. And, uh, man, we, we are all three of those things and we've got people that are pouring into us and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the yeah. development that we've, that we've had in leadership, whether it's through books or podcasts, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. If, if you look at the last like 20 years, we've just had an explosion. We've never had more information available to us mm. easily. And most like a ton of it is free. Like you can get so much leadership content or um, like you can learn so much and pay very little to learn that from incredible leaders. We've never had more access. Um, but the crazy thing is you have to take that knowledge and you have to apply it. Right. Yeah. That's the hard part. Sure. Um, but, you know, I just kind of wanted to run down a couple of the like the leaders who have really influenced me in the past year or two. Um, and I know you have a couple of these as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of these. One of them is Donald Miller. I know we went through a couple um, a couple of his courses. So one of them yeah. was Marketing Made Easy and one of them was Proposals Made Simple, which um, like they were just super straightforward. They were super I mean, clear. we used them we to, used to them. build some yes. language around it, our it proposal. It was incredible. Yeah. So if anybody is like interested and in, they're like, they're stuck, they're saying, man, I don't, I don't know how to take my marketing to the next level. I don't know how to build a beautiful proposal. Like buy the course online. Yeah. It is, it's so easy. Like we walked through it and we did it in like yeah. a week. Yeah. Right. And, and we had it. And obviously we had to, we, we hired a um, graphic designer to help us. Mm -hmm. But from the original outline, we were able to tell the graphic designer what we wanted and yeah. she was able to create that for us. And since then, we've had tons of, um, tons of great feedback on those proposals. And yeah. so it's, it's cool to see that. Well, well, that, that one was kind of an interesting piece. I want to stick on this for just a second. Um, whenever we, whenever we went through that, we, we identified the problem, we identified the solution uh -huh. and man, that just those, just the, the couple of sentences that we put together through that has like exploded the language that we use to communicate what our value is and, and what we're doing for yeah. our clients. It's, you know, it's, it's things that we were already talking about, but it made it like it allowed us to put it on paper exactly what yep. we want to focus on. Yep. And so we have the language that we talk about in our proposals, it's also the, I mean, you've been in 
pitches with me. Yeah. Every single time we talk about the exact same thing. Yeah. And so our, um, you know, our pitch is always consistent. Yeah. And and we want our employees to know that as well. We want to know. We want them to know what we're focused on. It's the vision, right? And I also, mean, it's the vision. Correct. And if they know the things that we're pitching early on, the thing that is selling us, mm-hmm. then that's something that they will focus on. That will make that a part of them. And so later, yeah. like the the client is seeing that, yeah. you know, uh, actually part of their project, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. You know, I think. Uh. I think another piece here. Um. You know who who are you around, right? Like the you talk about like the mastermind or the 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 mentorship. Um, you know I've got to get give a shout out to Chris, yeah. Chris Hart. I yeah. mean, Chris is awesome. That's uh he's been uh he's been an awesome influence in my life. Um, uh, for you know the positive as far as leadership professionally and personally. Um, you know it's how, how do we operate intentionally? You know, and that's kind of what we're talking about with all of these things, right? Is how do we be intentional collaborating with professional relationships? Yep. How do we create great relationships with subcontractors yep. so we can have good projects um, on your side, right? Building the right team with the right employees. Um, very thankful for leadership development just yep. in general. Yeah. The next two, I'd had two more uh, quick people I wanted to uh, talk about that I've been really focused on on leadership. Uh, Craig Rochelle, the leadership podcast, it's 100% free. Uh, he posts one episode a month and he's been doing it for like six years and they are just incredible. They're like 20 minute episodes. They're super short, but like he doesn't, there's no fluff. Yeah. There's none of that junk that we have at the beginning of our podcast. He's not goofing <laughs> off. Like he is going straight to it. He's yep. incredible. And like, there's, there's so much value and meat in every single podcast he has. So any, anybody who's uh, starting out new leadership, I would highly, highly recommend Craig Rochelle. You know, he's a faith-based guy. He's a pastor, yeah. but he rarely talks uh, religion or um, really anything involved with his church. Like he is just an incredible leader for any kind of business. So, yeah. um, so even if you're not a, uh, uh, you know, a Christian or um, religious in any way, like he's still an incredible leader. And I don't think you will be um, kind of put off by what he's saying because you're not going to be led astray. No, he's great. Um, one more, James Clear, uh, Atomic Habits. Have you read this book, Nick? I've not read this one, but Janae read it, and uh, she told me all about it throughout the deal. I, I probably should read it, but you no, read I have it. not read I it. I got yet. the book behind my head, literally, and you haven't even mm. haven't even looked at it. Um, mm. I think it's behind my head, but man, it's it's so good. It talks about why we do what we do, why the habits, why we have the habits. Like, really, you know, he he talks a lot about our lives are made up of a series of habits, like. Everything we do is a habit, whether we know it or not. Maybe it'd be a small habit, or maybe it's just a habit we've had for for generations, or not generations, but decades, like since we've been young. Mm-hmm. But everything we do is habits and just shaping those things and knowing that the things we do, they don't have to stay that way, right? Like we yeah. can change our actions. We can change what we do. And we know why we're making the decisions we are. So he lays it out in a really clear and understanding way. And also he sold like, millions of these books like he is atomic habits i mean it's not that old right it's not it's a newer book and i think everybody and their dog has freaking heard of and you know what's interesting you know what's interesting and i want to touch on this on another pod um so many people have read the book but how many people have actually been affected by it yeah because if, if people are actually taking that and they're applying it to their life like they can't stay the same yeah. But people are reading that book and they're reading tons of other leadership books and they're not doing crap about it. Yeah. They're taking the books, they're taking the material and they're not doing anything. Yeah. Right? 
I've got I've got thoughts on this, and we'll have to expand on Dude, it on another it's, episode. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible for millions and millions of people to be reading that. Yep. And we still be in the situation that we're in today. Sure. Like it's impossible. I agree. Yeah. Leadership development. Leadership Huge. development. I Thankful love it. For it. There's there's tons of material. The the key is find people who you really think are great. Like and grab onto those. Like you know, one thing that I don't do is I don't listen to tons and tons and tons of podcasts. I just don't. Yeah. Because you can you can listen to so much material and content that it just it's impossible to apply. It just washes everything. It is. Yeah. Whenever yeah. I'm reading a book, I whenever I'm reading a good leadership book, I read it slow. Yeah. And I write notes and I highlight and I write those notes down, the things that are important. Mm-hmm. And then later it's like a little uh like a summary of the book. Yeah. I can go through and instead of having to read the book again, I can just read the summary that I've got written. Yep. And then I've almost read the book again, right? It, it refreshes my brain. It's it's almost like a, instead of reading just to read, you're studying a book. Correct. You know? So be careful. Be careful on your, your consumption of uh, content, like um, especially whenever you're focusing on leadership and uh, these other things, like really focus on the people who are, you know, if, if you start reading a book and you're like, this is junk, stop reading it. You don't have to finish a book if it's not any good, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I agree with that. Um, uh, we got, we got a couple more pieces here to talk about, um, a lesson learned. I think that, uh, lessons are important. Mm. We're thankful for the lessons that we learn, right? We learn lessons in the good things that happen. We learn lessons in the bad things that happen. Um, but something that we learned, um, or more so you, right. Realize that, man, there's kind of some slack in the line on the front end of a project. We're talking about project coordination here and making the process of, beginning a project more efficient yeah speak you know, to that a little bit i mean in the past year we've 100% changed how we do pretty much everything i mean since you started everything has changed right yeah, yeah. and i i knew where i wanted to be with the company but i didn't have the right people and i wasn't um capable of um i guess putting those principles in um into place like i, j- I just wasn't able to because mm-hmm. we didn't have the right people in the right positions and so we started hiring the right people and it, it wasn't perfect. Like we hired people and it just wasn't a good fit. So we had to move on, but we've got the right people and we've really focused a ton of our energy and efforts at the beginning of a project before it ever starts. Yep. So just this morning, we're having a project kickoff meeting, which is a new thing that I've created in the past um, eight months. Yeah. And we have a person that's in charge of that kickoff meeting. And that person is really the the um the bridge between estimating and project management so there's a person that's making sure that the estimator gets all the information to the project manager Mm -hmm. and the people who are actually going to be on site know exactly what is supposed to happen that the project manager has all the scopes they have all the subcontractors they like they know what's going on they know who the contacts are they know who to call they know all these things because previously what we would do is um the estimator would estimate uh, which was typically Here, me. Here's a big, here's a big pile. All this stuff. Go here's, do the deal. Here's oh. a project. Go start it. Yeah. Here's some contracts you need to get out. Well, that that doesn't work. Yeah. It does. It doesn't work. And we were ha- we were losing a lot of money. We were uh, losing cli- a lot of time. Losing a lot of time. Clients were not happy. Yeah. It was not good. Well, so, and it, well, and especially you know in the last couple of years, whenever prices were so crazy. I mean, you don't lock in contracts soon. Yeah, well, now, the now, now your now your price is gone. So. Up, right? So we we lost a lot of money. We lost a lot of time, effort. Uh, There's a lot of grief. Um, but we, what we started doing is we started doing all of the contracts before we even passed it to the project manager. Like yep. the contracts are done. If we have any, um, if we have any contracts that are outstanding, like we 
we are not that that is uncomfortable for us right yeah. and yeah. that used to be the norm yeah and so that that's been a big lesson learned of um if there's a contract outstanding if there's somebody who doesn't know what they're doing that is a very very bad thing yeah. right and the previous projects that we had that that wasn't a focus of ours and it was a big issue right yeah. we're still dealing with a project or two that um was started under that mm-hmm. and we're still dealing with issues from that yeah right yeah and it's, it's pretty wild to think about it is wild but all the new projects we've had smooth sailing smooth as butter boy <laughs> and you know this makes me so excited because i know i can go into these meetings with clients and i have confidence that when we get the project it's like we're going to kill it we're going to crush it yeah. but previously um I don't know. Maybe not. We may do good. We may not. <laughs> well, I mean, thinking about those the professional relationships we talked about earlier, right? We work so hard to collaborate and work well with the uh, prof- the professionals that we're working with on the pre-construction side of a project. Well, now we're not only stewarding that part. We're now stewarding the transition from pre-construction into construction. Um, I mean, think about the superintendents, right? The superintendents are out on site. They're not in the office all the time like estimators and, and project coordination and project managers um, it, it's a lot, it's a lot more difficult for them to be in the loop on what's going on yeah, in pre-construction. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so them being on board and understanding, okay, now we're all on the same page. Yeah. This is what we're doing. It's there's uh, clarity for everybody, yeah. you know, and you know, another kind of going back to our employee discussion of thankfulness, like the employee we have for project coordination, she's our project coordinator. She was not a project coordinator before, but I recognized a trait that she had that I'm like, she would make a killer project coordinator, like just killer. <laughs> and she has exceeded all expectations. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite employees just after you, Nick. Um, <laughs> but like, it's, it's so incredible to see that, but I, that goes back to the delegation, right? We have to put the right people in the right situations. Yeah. And whenever they're in the right situations and the right person's there, they really excel. And that's just so exciting to see. Like, yeah. I love it. I love seeing employees thrive. I love it. For sure. Extremely uh, thankful for that lesson learned. It's really improving how we do business. Yeah. So, so that's, and if, if we weren't clear, the lesson learned is just like spending so much time at the beginning on everything. It's it's the time in the prep, right? One, one lesson I learned from my grandpa uh, whenever I was a, mesa, uh, uh, a masonry laborer was that it's all in the prep, yeah. right? We prep everything up and bang, then the thing goes smooth as it can. Yep. Love just that. because you don't spend time doing it now, you are going to spend a a significant more time later fixing it. So spend the time now, fix the problems now today, tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We know today we're going to fix the problem. So we've been super aggressive in fixing those things as early as possible. And it's really just changed kind of the trajectory of our company. So I'm excited about that. Well, last, uh, but certainly not least of the clients that we've worked with in this past year, you know, we, uh, we work with all different kinds of people that are, building and and creating all different kinds of businesses and man we wouldn't be around if it weren't for our clients yeah i mean it's literally that simple and uh you know we've we've created a lot of meaningful relationships we've had we've had a couple of one-off you know kind of projects um we're thankful for those too you know it's it's all kind of part of this larger this larger piece uh, of of who we are and, and the people that we're working with and uh and i'm thankful for that yeah you know what what we tell to our clients and you've heard me say this um, cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm serious when I say this, that we are not right for every client and every mm-hmm. client's not right for us. Yeah. But whenever we sign on with a client, like, um, they, they can have the confidence knowing that 
we're going to give our all, right? Yeah. Because um, we don't take every client. We don't. We can't do every project that comes our way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that the ones that we do get, we're going to give one hundred percent of our effort, one hundred percent of our attention towards that client. Yeah. And that's exciting. And you know, uh, we love the clients. We love. We we want to create lasting relationships. So yeah. there's no one off like, hey, this is the only client we're going to have. This is the only project we're going to work with on this client. So we're going to not do as well. Like yeah. that's not a thing. That's not the because deal. Yeah. we're always thinking, okay, well they have friends, right? Yeah. So if we do a killer job for them, they're going to tell their friends and we can hopefully do their projects. Well, h- how fun is it to to reach out to a client after a project is finished up and say, Hey, we would love some feedback uh, on this project. How, how can we be better on this? And to see a smile on somebody's face or to get an exciting phone call, man, this everything is going great, you yeah. know, or, uh, you know, we, we, we dealt with the, these issues, but we were able to get through this with a, a, as a team and, and we were able to accomplish this thing that we were, you know, that those are fun. Yeah. Those are fun conversations sure. to have with, with clients. For sure. You know, and, um, you know, I, I just want to kind of cap it off was just saying that, um, I am thankful for my family. Like my wife has been incredibly supportive the whole time. Like yeah. this crazy, whenever I told her, four years ago, I'm going to start a company. She's like, I know. She's like, she knew that was going to happen at some point and she was there for it. She was super supportive. Um, she's been there from the very beginning from the jump. And it's just been, uh, cool to see. And we're reaping the benefits of reaping the fruit of her trusting me and believing in me and supporting me. And she's been 100%. She'd been 100 like she kept it a hundred. She kept it a hundred from this from the jump. Uh but like it's she, you know, she believed in the vision, right? Yep. And that was the first sale I had to do. Yep. I had to sell this to my wife and I'd say, This is what I'm gonna do. And I think that I can do it. And she said, Yeah, I think you'd do a great job. And so like that that's that's what I needed. That's all I needed. Because if I didn't have that at home, if I didn't have the confidence at home, yeah, this wouldn't happen. Yep. This absolutely would not happen. Absolutely. Or if I tried to just force it through, even though I didn't have the support, we'd have some big issues at home, right? Mm-hmm. Because she didn't really fully support just the grind and just the griminess of owning a business, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. She'd be there for the highs, but she wouldn't be for, there for the lows. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But my wife is there for the highs. She's there for the lows. She doesn't get too emotional on either. She helps me kind of level out because I get too high and too low sometimes, but sure. she's been incredible. So I couldn't go through this podcast without um, capping off with her. Of She's just been there, man. She's been incredible and I'm thankful. And any leader, like if you're thinking about doing something big, sell your wife first. Don't go sell to the bank first. Don't go try to set other things up because the day one, you need to be able to sell to your wife, your significant other, or your family. And if you can't sell it to them, you have no business selling it to other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've got so much more to be thankful for than what we talked about here. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a fun year, and I'm excited for what 23 has got in store. Year's not over us. yet, Nick. You keep talking. I mean, we still have a month. Are you going to take the month off, Nick? Uh, I was thinking of probably we'd probably take the month off. Yeah, you know, okay. of December. Right, well, I'll see you if you January. wanted to. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to work? Are we going to be? We're going to work. We still have oh, some okay. great content to okay. put out. We've got, we do. We got some really we, good stuff. I think too. we're going to have some fun yeah. stuff. But man, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I'm excited for, for things coming up and I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Just kind of slow down and, yep. um, oh man, I'm going to begin. What is that? Have you ever seen that video that the, the lady, she says, just eating desserts, getting all fat and sassy. 
That's gonna be me tomorrow, fool. That's that one. I'm gonna be eating some. I'm gonna be eating a lot of food. You're gonna look like Tammy when you get back from Thousand Pound Sisters. <laughs> my bills paid. My bills is paid. <laughs> I've been grown. Oh, that's a good time. If you got some extra time, check out the thankful for that Thousand for that Pound video. Sisters. It's, man, those girls—they're a uh, it's a national treasure. A, ho- a hoot. It's a it's a national treasure. <laughs> Whenever people from other countries they look up americans they think of the thousand pound sisters mm. I think. so mm. i'm proud of that proud yeah. of the american i'm thankful for that guys thank you so much for listening this has been another episode of the Potter podcast and we will catch you guys next time